You know what I find a little odd is when people have podcasts and YouTube pages and whatnot, they always come up with a name for their fans. Uh, personally, I think that's a little odd, mostly because the names that they have for the fans are kind of like they just refer to them as this amorphous blob. But I want you guys to know that the fans, listeners, friends, family of the Don't Start a Band podcast you are all beautiful individuals. Welcome back to the Don't Start a Band podcast. This is episode number 42, and it is brought to you by Dama on Clothing. It's a clothing slash apparel company that is centered around Kendama. If you don't know what a Kendama is, you can listen to past episodes and you can hear me explain it. You can follow me on Instagram to see what it looks like, or you can just Google the damn thing. But anyway, Dama on Clothing is a clothing slash apparel company whose designs are centered around the beautiful skill toy that is Kendama. They have beanies, they have t-shirts, they have backpacks, all kinds of stuff with awesome designs that are made by awesome artists that they collaborate with. But even if you don't play Kendama, or if you don't know what it is, or you don't give a shit about Kendama, you should give a shit about Dama on clothing. Because even if you don't play Kendama, the designs are, as the kids these days say, dope. Also, they are starting a new thing called Dama for a Cause, in which they will be making their own kendamas, and a certain percentage of the proceeds from kendamas sold will be going to various charities that they will be working with. And when you purchase a kendama, and only a kendama, you can enter in the promo code PODCAST for a little discount. So... Not only will you be supporting the charities that they're working with, but you will also be getting a little price break when you buy the Kendamas by entering in the promo code PODCAST. This episode is also brought to you by Yo-Yo Loco. They are a skill toy store located in Breckenridge, Colorado, right on Main Street. They have figurines yo-yos, all kinds of skill toys and nifty stuff like that. But the main reason I go in there is for the kendamas. I bet you could have guessed that, but I just wanted to come right out and say that. If you're ever in Breckenridge, Colorado on Main Street, make sure you pop into Yo-Yo Loco, or if you're never going to be in Breckenridge for whatever reason, make sure you go to yoyoloco.com. On today's episode of the podcast, I have with me Madison Card. She is a singer-songwriter, she's an actress, and she is also a model. She refers to herself as a Jill of all trades, which I think is pretty rad. It's kind of like me, musician, podcast host, kendama player, but this isn't about me, it's about her, and I am super excited to sit down and talk to her about all of these things that she has her hands in. So without further ado, 
This is episode number 42 of the Don't Start a Band podcast. And don't start a band, don't start acting, don't start modeling until you've listened to this conversation with Madison Card. Hear the music. Episode number 42 of the Don't Start a Band podcast with Madison Card. That's me. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm uh, I'm happy it's Friday. That's fair. That's for sure. Do you have any fun plans for the weekend? Uh, no, probably spending a lot of time in this room trying to write Make some music. tunes, yeah. Yeah, something, but... Uh, I feel bad for the people who are going to listen to this on a Monday or Tuesday. <laughs> They'll be really bummed hearing about Friday. So um, why don't you tell everybody kind of your backstory, how you got into music, modeling, acting? The works. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just um, go play by play. Cool. So I've been doing music my whole life. I actually started singing in church, which is a little funny. And then I was in performing choirs because I'm not religious at all. But like I went to a Catholic school when I was younger. So I sang in church before I escaped to public school. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I should have gone to Catholic school. Maybe I'd be a better singer. I went to a school called Most Precious Blood. That's scary. scary. Yeah. Yes. Very scary. So naturally I rebelled in the opposite direction of that. But yeah, I started in the church and then I did performing choirs as a kid, like you know, classical music, that kind of a, a scene. And then yeah. I went into acapella and jazz and just was always involved with the Denver music scene. So what I actually listen to is like a lot of varying influences. So my musical history is like pretty all over the place, to be honest with you. That yeah. was one thing I was going to bring up. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned the Denver music scene. And mm-hmm. for people who don't know, right? why don't you tell... The people listening, viewing yeah. a little bit about uh, Life Spot. Oh my God, Life Spot! Because that I grew up at Life Spot. That was like <laughs> so funny you brought that up. That was like the place, place to I go and the marquee. And Samantha and uh, I can't remember the other girl's name, but you three One used to go to shows there all, all the, the time. time. Yes, I went to Life Spot very frequently. What a place! Yeah, I was um, dating a guitarist of a band at the time. That was a lot older than I was. <laughs> Which band? Was it like one of the popular um, bands? Defending the Pilot. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that was like one of the main <laughs> ones I saw a few times. Yeah, I loved them so much back then and I still do now. And so I listened to a lot of like heavier shit, like more screamo and things when I was younger. And now I listen to more rock and roll, but still I like to get heavy occasionally, but yeah. I'm more into like Umphreys McGee and stuff like that now that still has like the rock and metal influences, but it's a oh, little okay. more on the jam side. Um, but yeah, dude, that's so funny you brought up Life Spot. I was like 14 and 15 when I hung out there like all the time. I know. I had to get dropped off there all the time, but uh, that's actually, I think we had talked about this before. But anyway, yeah. that's where I know you from. Right. And why. Oh, man. 
I was like, oh, yeah, I know who she is. Holy shit, she has 35,000 followers. (laughs) I was like, That was like a decade ago. That's crazy. (sighs) Don't mind Right? Yeah. I know. So I kind of came to this conclusion the other day. I'm not that old. But I feel like the way I've taken care of my body, that's what I should start saying instead of (laughs) saying, oh, yeah, I'm getting old. No, like... I've just, I've treated my body like shit. Well, we're like of the generation where like, when you say TikTok, you think of the Kesha song, not the app. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like we're like, I don't know, kind of teetering that like mid, mid twenties version. I would like to say (laughs) that I'm not teetering. I was actually talking to somebody about this recently and it was about how a lot of uh, the younger kids these days are like getting really into 90s fashion yes it's like vintage now which it's not vintage for me it's my childhood however and i was like if they had been alive in that time and actually had been dressed in those clothes as a child they would not want to wear them now like i still wear skinny jeans and like Mm -hmm. all that shit but you won't catch me in some of the stuff that they wear yeah, I would have to agree. Not with that, that I have anything against it. I would just like to put that out there. But that's fair. And as a model, I see a lot of different styles, like you know, in rotation and coming back. And yeah. the '90s is a big one, so it's very nostalgic for me too when I see things like chokers and butterfly clips and the, the hairstyle I'm wearing thing. right now that I never stopped wearing even when it was out of fashion, and now it's back in fashion. Is it the 90s or the 2000s that had that crimped hair thing? Oh, my God. Okay, can I just tell you, I had a hair straightener that had interchangeable plates, and one of the plates was, like, a crimpy one, and I would crimp my hair and, like, watch Lizzie McGuire. Oh, yeah. She was was big on that. But it wasn't, like, your whole head. It was, like, (laughs) No, just, like, a couple pieces here and there. Okay. And then you'd, like, throw a butterfly clip in, and you were the shit. You were, like, on it. (laughs) Yeah. I uh I wouldn't know. I just <laughs> I grew up watching Blink One Eighty Two music videos, so I, I was that. just like, I want to wear dickies and mm-hmm. bands and all that shit. But the one that really throws me off is uh, how expensive Champion like clothes. The brand, are. Yeah. yeah, because it was like nerdy. It was nerdy, but like bands would get. T-shirts printed on champ. Yes, they would. Like champion T-shirts because they were cheap. Cheap, you know what yeah. I mean. And uh, now they're expensive by themselves. It kind of bothers me that a champion hoodie's eighty bucks. Yeah. Throws me off a little it bit. It does. It throws me off as well. That's a, a pretty hefty markup. <laughs> I, I fucking guess so. But uh, anyway, I think I derailed around uh, the Denver music scene. Yeah, because we had to get into the life spot and how we know each other. Yes. Yeah. I just I had to bring that up. Dude, and get I'm glad it out you did. Life. I haven't heard about Live Spot in forever because they shut it down and I was like so sad and then I was like a little like fucking gutter rat at the marquee. And then I started That's a step up though. You're it not is a, a step up. You're more the, of a the gutter, gutter rat. rat part was probably a personal problem, not like because I was at that venue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, there are some venues. I'm not going to name them because yeah. we still play them from time to time. Oh, but there, there are some mm-hmm. pretty questionable venues yes. in Denver. So there, uh, Yeah, I mean, I love the Denver music scene. And now I listen to a lot of like bluegrass. So there's that side of it too. And I go to the Fillmore and the Ogden all the time. And it's just kind of funny because that location is different depending on what band is playing. 
And I see yeah. so many different like ranges of people playing there now, which is awesome. That's what kind of sucks about like your uh, music taste maturing as yeah, you start yeah. to get into. Because like before, I can admit I wouldn't listen to any like bands that were on the radio, like there yeah. were sellouts. Blah, blah, blah. Like right, if you right. didn't play Warp Tour, I didn't listen to you. Oh, I know. I get I get where you're coming from for sure. And then like as I got older, the first one that like it really clicked with me was the Lumineers. Mm-hmm. I was like. I can't hate on these guys. You're like, like they're good. Like their music. But like when you start liking bigger the softer bands, stuff. costs a lot more money. Although I will say, yeah. seeing a day to remember way back in the day, oh my god! As opposed to the last time we played at the Fillmore, it was a hundred dollars for a ticket. Was it really? Yeah, and like wow. No I offense mean... to the other bands they played with, but it wasn't like the time they played with Bring Me the Horizon, Pierce the right. Veil, and somebody oh my god, else Pierce opening. The Veil. <laughs> You're bringing guess, back like some serious memories for me here. I didn't know this until recently, but I guess their drummer did all that crazy shit that all mm-hmm. those bands that we both used to listen to are uh, are getting outed for, which yeah. they should, but it's just, it kind of sucks because it's like, I went and supported you and you seemed like a really nice guy, but turns out you're kind of a piece of shit yeah man there are some interesting characters in the music scene for sure especially on some of those warp tour bands but yeah i attribute it to the sun that just probably fries dehydration yeah right they don't shower <laughs> something about it but, festivals uh, man <laughs> you're telling me yeah but uh yeah getting into more like popular bigger artists mm-hmm. more money for concert tickets but cooler yeah. venues like the Fillmore. So. Totally. Um, but you're more into the like bluegrass. As far as going to music. see music, yes, yeah. I love going to bluegrass shows because I love to dance and just like have a riot, you know, just like I've never go been crazy. To a bluegrass show. Oh my gosh, it's so much fun. Even if you're not like a huge fan of bluegrass music, if yeah. you go to one of their concerts, you're gonna have a blast. Like the crowd is why it's so fun. Okay. And I mean, I still go to shows of like all ends of the spectrum but recently i've been seeing a lot of bluegrass and um yeah it's it's just like really fun for me and i go and see a lot of like jam bands and like funk rock and just yeah. anything that i can like get down to with my friends is kind of what i've been leaning towards seeing well, a right lot now. of those bands you can't you can't fake that shit no Especially you can't bluegrass right 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 like yonder mountain string band was my favorite band for a really long time yeah um, when did you start to get into that kind oh of Oh my music? gosh, like early in high school was when I kind of, really? well, <laughs> this is funny, but when um, Michael Payne and I broke up, I expanded my music a little bit past Screamo and stuff, you know, oh. <laughs> just kind of like broadened my horizons and I really just love bluegrass. Okay. Yeah. Which is like so weird, but yeah. See, I didn't hit the point of delving into jam bands until... Like later on? Yeah, probably like yeah. two years ago. I For watched sure. the Grateful Dead documentary and like it's good, huh? It's so good. But yeah. I I had always had this perception of them being like, you know, they all had the third eye thing going on and mm-hmm. they were all whatever, you know what I mean? And it just didn't Click. Did the hippy dippy bullshit just not yeah. like resonate it with didn't you click immediately? With yeah, me. no, no, for sure. Um but then they talked about Working Man's Dead, and I was like, that's a folk album. Yeah, that's yeah, not, yeah. like, jammy or anything. So I started getting into them, and that's... Uh, I've dipped my toes into jam sure. bands. I haven't 
gone like super All the way. deep. But uh, yeah. I went and saw Dead & Company last summer. And cool. I totally understand what you're saying about like the crowd and yeah. how it kind of adds to the vibe because mm-hmm. there is all walks of life at those shows. There are. And honestly, I just love live music in general, like regardless of genre. I just, if it's a live show, like that's where I want to be. I don't really do you like, like going to hip hop shows. I do. And I'll get down with the best of them too. Like I like all music pretty much except for like most dubstep. Like there's an occasional song that'll get me, but the womps just like make me roll my <laughs> eyes. Like it really, really, really bothers me. It's almost. Unless I'm like blackout drunk and then I'll dance to it and I'll yeah. have a fun time, but I still hate the music and I'm like dancing ironically but then I end up getting in. Do you know what I mean? When you're like doing something as a joke and then you're like full on yeah. doing it and you're like, nobody else knows that I think this is a joke. Yeah. It's kind of like And now I'm that girl. Accent. Yes, exactly. But uh, but yeah, I like hip hop. I would never do hip hop as a like a my personal yeah. artistry because that's just not within my wheelhouse, but I'll listen to it for sure. I I definitely like hip hop and I uh, I've seen Wiz Khalifa at Red Rocks and stuff. I'm in two of Wiz Khalifa's music videos. Get the fuck he's out of here. He's really, for real? really nice, yeah. I believe it. He's I heard great. he's like ten feet tall. He's too. so tall and so lanky and he does roll the best blunts in the world and he's I very, how to roll very a joint kind. From a video he put on YouTube Dude, where he's, he's like great. sitting in a hot tub. Yeah. I was actually like a weed girl in one of his videos. And in another one, really? I was like a like secretary. Like in a music video? Yeah, yeah. What uh-huh. the fuck? Which one? One of my many things. Um, The medication and bossed up. And one of them's with Juicy J. Go watch that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I had no I, idea. Yeah, I act and dance in a lot of music videos too. So I mean, what was I act, like? model, dancing, all that, just, yeah. all that jazz. What was were it like? like? Yeah, were they like, don't look at him, don't um, talk to him? No, like, not at all. I mean, I've definitely worked with artists that like were like that and thought they were like just the most one. important person I'm in the world. No, this. I so can't. Just name one. Um, let's just say that Wiz Khalifa and Juicy J were very different on set and Wiz and I were on the same level. He was just really down to earth and super nice and like... Yeah. We just smoked a lot of weed, and, like, I'm a stoner, so I can hang with the best of them. Like, that's just – I'm from Colorado. I fit in that stereotype. So we just, like, smoked weed and, like, shot the shit. Like, that was it. We just, like, talked backstage. And then on set was pretty much just like any other set, except, like, more G-strings and, like, <laughs> slip and slides and $100 bills being thrown around. And, you know, like, like a typical rap, like a rap video. video. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, it was – it was definitely a rap video, two of yeah. them. Yeah. How long ago was this? When was this? 2016? Yeah, it was 2016 because I was on set for one of the music videos when Donald Trump got elected. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then I had to like go be like a cute girl in a music video. It was weird. But yeah, so it was a while ago. Okay. Yeah, I've been doing this Damn. for way long, way long. My, uh, my mind's a little blown right now. <laughs> so many questions I want to ask. But uh, no, that's that's definitely a uh, – that's rad. Yeah, he's a good dude. I can... How do you get hooked up with something like that? Is it – like do you work with an agent or I have right place at the right time? That too. Yeah, um, I've been with multiple agencies. I mean I've been doing this professionally since I was 18. So I would have done it younger if my parents weren't like, you know, wise and not letting me. They're actually not Catholic. Isn't that funny? Oh, they were just like. No, it was just the neighborhood school. Like the public school in my neighborhood was just kind of like crappy and they didn't get a good vibe from it. So they sent me to the other school down the street, which happened to be 
a Catholic school, which made my grandma very happy who was Catholic, but my parents aren't religious. Yeah, just kind of like luck of the draw with that happening. But yeah, with the Wiz Khalifa one, I'm pretty sure, yeah, no, they grabbed me off the street. I like got casted like walking outside, which has happened to me a few times. It's LA, so like LA is, I don't know, weird things like that can happen. So I guess it was right place, right time, and then I got rebooked because I had worked with them prior. I get a lot of rebookings, which is a good good thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. uh, Reoccurring clients means your bills get paid, which is important. Well, and if you're not working with an agent and you're having the reoccurring thing that also... You don't also, have to give uh, them 20%. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I haven't worked with a booking agent with my current band mm-hmm. yet, and it just... I haven't done it with music. With music, yeah. I'm all independent. But with acting and modeling, I've been signed on and off for a long time with like a lot of different agencies. Is that the best way if you want to get into it to start out with an agent? <sighs> Probably if you want to get paid. I mean... There are a lot of different routes to doing that whole creative industry, and I think it depends on who you are as a person. I started with Wilhelmina Denver um, a long, long, long time ago, and then I was signed with a couple different agencies in L.A., one in Seattle, and there are pros and cons to being signed and to not being signed, and it really just depends. And I have a tendency to go kind of in and out like year on, year off, because I do get a lot of freelance work, and it's nice to be able to control what I do. Because, I, I mean, I'm a creative. I love to have a say in creative direction and the concept and all of that. It's really fun for me. So when you're not signed, it's it's fun. And when you are signed, you get more money, but you have less say in what you do. So it's kind of like pick, Can you pick, and pick your, your poison. Pro- or the, uh, the projects that you... Um, sometimes. I mean, you have a bit of a say, but if you are a contracted employee and, and yeah. you're agent gets you a they job you, you take certain, the job yeah. or 10 other people outside the door will for less money so you take the jobs makes sense yeah yeah <laughs> so i know a couple photographers in denver okay and i know the way they work is like you pay them but like if you're working with an agent and you're mm-hmm. doing modeling and stuff and you're getting paid for it hella getting paid yeah where is the transition like do you start like out how does that work paying photographers because this dude um, you can i don't know if you know Roddick ruby um i don't think so he's a. Uh, He's from the Czech Republic. I'll I always, have to look him up. No, I, I don't think I'm Russia, familiar with his work. I know he's not from Russia. <laughs> um, but anyway, he does a lot of that stuff. But okay. it's like he gets paid to do it, but it sounds like a lot of this stuff you do. You I don't get, pay my photographers yeah. from my own personal budget. So like a lot of times when you shoot, you'll be shooting for a brand or a company or an external oh. source that pays everybody. So okay. you'll have like a budget for like a photographer, a makeup artist, a hairstylist, your talent, and, you know, like set assistance, stuff like that. So a lot of times it's a company funding the project, which is where the creative freedom kind of gets a little bit squashed because then they have more say. But you can also, you know, I could hire a photographer for a personal concept if I wanted to. Um, If you're you're just starting out, you could get a great book by paying a photographer to take like eight to 12 shots in a few different outfits and then submit those to an agency to have them book you out. Like that's a really okay. good way to start out. Like headshots um, and movies. Yes, classic. yes. Like, you know, you definitely have to pay your dues before yeah. you can get paid. However, there's also 
a tricky line you have to teeter with doing free work because free work only leads to free work. So yeah. you kind of just have to like know your worth and, and ask your rate and base that on like your experience and your level of expertise and blah, blah, blah. And the company's budget and like yeah. doing some research into like how much money the company actually has. Okay. You know what I mean? So it is a lot of like being a businesswoman and doing my research. And yeah. when I first started out, I definitely did a lot more collaborative stuff than I do now in terms of not like having money be involved. Like I still collaborate, but I mean like... Back then, I would do a lot more stuff for free than I do now. Yeah, just um, to get your name out there. Right, or just to practice, you yeah. know. Um, There's a lot of uh, crossovers between modeling and being in a band. They're <laughs> honestly, like, all the creative industries are, like, relatively similar, and I yeah. kind of have my toe in all of them. So, like, music, acting, modeling, and even, like, making jewelry and being, like, an artist, like... They're all similar, but they all have like these yeah. interesting little pitfalls in each of them. And I would have to say that I think the music industry is the most difficult of all of the ones that I have experienced. I would have to agree with you. It's on that. rough, man. And like, as far as modeling goes, like a lot of people agree on what they find aesthetically pleasing. You know, people can see a picture of like a nature scene and be like, wow, that's beautiful. But with music, people have like really intense opinions yeah. and like styles that they like and styles that really offend them and piss them off. And like with music, people are very, very opinionated and that's totally cool. And everyone's yeah. opinion is valid. But like if yeah. you put out music, not everyone will like it. And some people will really dislike it. Whereas with modeling, I haven't really had that reaction. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, cool. Like, pretty clothes, whatever. It's just like not bearing your soul in a song. You know, music yeah. is so much more well, intense. Well, and I mean, <laughs> there's the songwriting and the melodies yep. that hits whatever part in your brain mm -hmm. that says that you like it, that you can't fake. Right. But there's also, you know, for people who aren't musicians... I feel like there's definitely a production aspect to where you could write the best fucking song on the planet, but if it doesn't sound right, then it's not going to click the yeah. way that it should click. Or if so. you don't get it like produced by the right person. Or, yeah. yeah. But uh, the aesthetics thing, like you said, it's 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 not totally universal, but I get what you're saying about like nature scenes and... yeah. People uh, can agree on it more than music, yeah. I've found. Although, I would ask, do you get, like, some heat from, like, some of the modeling gigs that you take? What do you mean? Well, I mean... <sighs> so, on your Instagram, yeah. right? Uh -huh. You're a very free-spirited girl <laughs> but the thing is is from following you i've learned that you have very strong ideals and you're very um outspoken yeah you're outspoken <laughs> you're just you're a strong person thank you and like i feel like some people see certain things and they just pass judgment and that's it they don't want to have a conversation yeah i mean i think people do that to everybody yeah. unfortunately especially in, in like a time where internet interactions and yeah real life interactions are kind of coexisting like it's weird because this stuff didn't exist when i was younger you know i was like riding my bike to my friend's house knocking on the door that kind yes. of stuff it wasn't like communicating through apps or like utilizing a platform to share art which is more so how i try to view it but it's it's 
a weird yeah. thing, right? Because you can pass judgments on people by what you see on their Instagram or their Facebook or yeah. Twitter, Pinterest, TikTok. I don't even know all of them. I'm not hip enough to know the I new ones. I've never been good at Twitter. Like I, I have either. ideas and I go, oh man, that'd, that'd, that'd be, be a, a great good tweet. tweet. But then yeah. I think like, who gives a shit? You I don't know use I mean? Twitter. I don't use Facebook because like... <sighs> family and like yeah. opinions and I don't know I don't Facebook is not my thing I pretty much just use Instagram and then like Pinterest for plants but yeah. that's completely well different. Instagram is like I mean that's a big way for you know seeing what somebody's actually doing because mm -hmm. I feel like you know there's a lot of people who have like high production Instagram um, lives. Yeah, Instagram <laughs> lives and stuff. And that's what's cool about your Instagram is you yeah. do have your modeling, but then you have like a video of, you know, you Maybe and your husband just person. like playing piano <laughs> and like doing stuff like that. And in your story, it's not just all modeling pictures. like. And that's very intentional. Yeah. Well, I think there's a responsibility in being like a white girl female model youngster you, you know what i mean like yeah it's it's one of those things where i could just show the high production full hair and makeup editing yeah. great lighting professional and everybody team. thinks that you're just always laying by the right pool. and always... like every single person in that creative community understands how those images are made and that it's not fake or made to make others feel bad about themselves or anything like it's that. Art. It is art. However, it's not reality. And yeah. people do use tools to make things artistic and it isn't reality. And I think it's really important to remember that because even I am not as beautiful as my photos and I never will be because that's not Same. real and that's fine and it's not a big deal and it yeah. doesn't need to like be a thing. However, not everyone that follows me is a photographer or a model or someone yeah. in the creative industry that knows that. Like I have like my, you know, younger people who follow me that are like going through puberty and insecure and stuff like that. And so I want to make sure that people are aware yeah. of the tools that are being used in my art so that they never feel like they have to be on all the time. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I'm yeah. off a lot. Like my hair will be in a bun and I'm in sweatpants and I'm like, you know, eating as much food as I possibly can on my couch. Like yeah. I'm that person too. So I like to show both sides because I think it's like a responsibility as like a public figure to, Definitely. you know, show people that I'm a, just a human too, you know? Well, and it probably adds to your following for people to see that you're relatable. Thank you. Like you I have get your that aesthetics, a lot. but it's also like, I I'm like to human. do goofy things. Yeah. yeah. And I'm Stuff a very like goofy person and my art is like uh it is a reflection of who I am, but I'm a very multifaceted person, so it's like a reflection of a part of me, but not like the whole picture. So yeah. that's when Instagram is fun cuz you can like do the stories of when you're, you know, just hanging out day to yeah. day or what I do when I'm not on set cuz like yeah, I work a lot and I basically, if it's creative, I do it. However, I still like to, you know, go hiking, hang out with my cats and my husband, cook food. like As you should. Yeah, which I think is really cool to see. So I try really hard to, like, not just show the very serious modeling yeah. photos and stuff like that. Well, and that's <laughs> definitely, like, the way you do it is a positive contrast to, and we talked about this a little bit because... Yeah. 
we're both a little unclear on the definition of an influencer. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, if I think <laughs> of somebody who I would deem an influencer, it's somebody who wants to have a positive impression on the people who are following them. Okay, and see, I love right that reasons. definition. I'm cool with that. I don't think that's my the question right is like, is being an influencer just mean that you have a lot of followers? What are you influencing? Do you are you getting paid for the influence you have on others? Is it people taking free stuff and posting pictures of it? Like I just the that, word itself yeah. has so many meanings that I just don't know. Yeah. Cuz I get called an influencer all the time and I'm sure on many fronts that's correct. Yeah. I just don't know what the real definition is. I'm not cool enough. Well, and honestly, I should have known better because I know there is a part of like the influencer culture where People give them free shit and they have to, or they wear it and right. a bunch of stuff. I hope they're getting paid. To all the influencers out there, you should get paid for your work. Yeah, and I mean, get that the money. amount of followers <laughs> and... Uh, it's a weird world, right? That we have to think about all of this instead of just writing a banger song yeah. and like getting seen at a local like band competition. It's not well, like that anymore. And I love behind the scenes like music videos oh, or yeah. like a tour video or something like that. But the thing that kind of uh, is a little unsettling for me is the high production vlogging that goes on. Oh, man. And... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's cool to show everybody like what you're doing throughout the day, but it's in the way that they talk and the things that they do. Oh, yeah. It's a whole culture. I mean, do you know that I used to do pranks on YouTube? I did not, but that is... Luckily, it did not take off. I mean, it did like very yeah. short period of time, and that's how I ended up hosting for a TV show. What kind of pranks were we talking <sighs> Okay, so I did... Because I got some pranks. Yeah, I this was share. probably like my first like quote-unquote big break. My first mini break, one of. I've had a long string of mini breaks, but that's it's the consistency awesome break, you got to find. Though. You know what I mean? So easy to get your 15 minutes, but to have it last is like the, yeah. the kicker to stay relevant. But yeah, it was called Pretty Pranks. And it was a prank show that I did um, right after I dropped out of college with some other like band friends. And, I kind of dropped out of college. Oh, yeah. I'm really, like, I still just going went for a and, semester and I went, fuck that shit. Because yeah, I was dude. 22 years old and I was like... Going back to doing homework, I was like, fuck you, and I've you're been... not going to take my phone away. Thank you very much. <laughs> you're funny. I've been on and off in school. I'm, like, still trying to finish. We'll see. I would love to go, but it just, it's it's hard for me. That's fair. But, yeah, so anyway, I would I would prank pranking. people. Yep, I would prank people on the streets. What are the pranks, though? Uh, I did are we talking like... a dead body in my trunk prank. I did a watching porn in public prank. <laughs> Um, many others, but, and this is the thing you have to realize when you do a prank, you're not just pranking one person. You do multiple takes, right? Cause you have to prank multiple yeah. people. So you're doing the and same the embarrassing, reaction. cringy, horrible stuff over and over and over yeah. and over again. And Except for if you do like the poo dollar thing and you just leave yeah, it. Yeah, but that's like old news. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know. We were original. And yeah, I wrote. The shit you're talking about. Yeah, dude. It, I wrote the pranks and I worked with some guy friends that I grew up with and they were like the cameraman and the director and we got signed for it and all this stuff. And then like, you know, stupid drama and we stopped doing it. And that fucking they're drama. still on YouTube. You can see 18-year-old Maddie pranking people if you want. It's still pretty pranks? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's I up there. It's in the internet. Like, that's the thing. When you do stuff on the internet, it's it's out there. 
forever. It exists. And the shit you say. like, Dude, I know. And I'm looked... like such a blabbermouth. And I'm very, very sarcastic, which doesn't always translate through Definitely typing. Not. And so some people probably think I'm a real asshole. But I'm just like really dry and sarcastic yeah. at times. See, and I don't always pick up on that via text. Like in person, yeah, right? I can totally tell. But like mm-hmm. through text, I'm just kind of like... It's really hard to read it through text. I'm just going to pretend that I have no idea what's going Which on Which is right why now. I try to not do it through text. But every once in a while, I'll caption something, and I'm like, oh, this is so sarcastic and funny. And then people are like, I am deeply offended by what you said. And I'm like, people bro, say that. I'm kidding. Yeah. Have you ever thought about doing the whole not reading the comments thing? Ew, yeah. But I, at one point, was like signed with an agency that like my engagement was important like on, yeah. on my instagram so it's not always in my control it is now yeah but so like this is stupid but if you comment back on comments it like increases your algorithm what's okay. who's your what's it it's really yeah. stupid instagram app stuff that makes sense because there's yeah. this entrepreneur that i follow his name's gary v mm. and he responds to every comment that he gets or so he says but or people will hire like interns to do it and stuff yeah. like that i should do that i should but the thing is is like there's this uh well she used to be an adult actress mm. and now that's not on my list of no i expertise i wasn't <laughs> no, 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 relating it to you i'm teasing you i know but um <laughs> Now she just does like modeling and stuff. She's okay. very heavily tattooed. Um, mm. Her name's Riley Jensen. But sometimes I will just look at her, the comments on her photos, even if it's like a totally <laughs> innocuous picture gnarly, of like huh? nothing. And I'll read it just to see the fucking. You, you know what I relate it to? Uh-huh. Did you ever see that episode of SpongeBob where they ride the bus off the cliff and they go oh my into gosh, the deep dark? To rock bottom. That is yes, I the comment so section of her pictures. And Dude, it's like yeah. these people who are, so they think deeply in love with her and mm-hmm. then you go to their pages and it's like, what the fuck, dude? You're married and you have like 10 kids. I have a it's, few of those. It's, uh, it's weird. Yeah, I I don't understand it. And see, the thing is, is I see shit like that. Yeah. So I'm very conscious of what you post. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm conscious of what I post. But also when like reaching out to someone to have them on the podcast yeah. or whatever, like you, I know that you get comments like that and probably people in your DMs all the time. Oh, my DMs is such an entertaining little yeah. arena. So I was like, <laughs> I just, in as many words as possible, just want to say, hey, I have this podcast and I just would like you to come on and talk about your art. And see, that's a successful and like logical way yeah. to reach out to someone. I mean... It's not that hard. You can yeah. get through to me. It's... People are just really bold when they are hidden behind a screen. You know and what I mean? They're I so don't brave that. in that They're, sort of a like reality. In one day, I saw two different girls post. I think it was on Facebook or mm-hmm. their Instagram stories, but two different girls put two different guys on blast for sending an unwanted dick pic, and it's yeah. like. 
what goes on in your head? Like, first of all, personally, <laughs> and I can say this on the podcast, I think dicks are fucking ugly. But at the same time, what, what makes you look at your dick and go, I think somebody who I've never talked to, who I am friends with on Facebook, really wants to see this thing. Right now, really needs to see this moment. And it just, like, it fucking blows my mind. And the shit people will say, because, like, I'm a very confrontational person. Okay. So I would love for people to say some of the shit that they to your say face. on Dude, the I would love for people to talk to me to my face. Cause or just to have a conversation right. and just ask them and be like, why do you think that's okay? Why like, are what you is the your way thought you are? process? <laughs> are you just trying to get my attention? How were you raised? Yeah. Yeah. And usually it's not even how they were raised. It's just they look up to fucking assholes who do the same thing. That's fair. That might be part of it. Yeah, people are... Interesting. That's a nice way to put it. I would say strange. Very strange. Yeah, I would love for most people to say those things to my face because in person, men are like, I don't know, either uh, like scared I, of me or... Well, especially the people who are going to post the fucking stupid shit that they post. Yeah, I get a lot of like, oh, my friend thinks you're hot. Can you come over and talk to him? And I'm like, where's your friend, bro? Like, that's not how that works. I mean, I'm married, so I'm like way past yeah. that shit anyway, but... Yeah, it's funny that people will be, like, so bold online, but then in person are, like, really shy and timid. Like, it's an interesting juxtaposition. Well, and just thinking that every girl that you interact with on social media is just... Up for grabs. Yeah, which is just <laughs> not the case. Like, yeah, stay in your lane, motherfucker. That's fair. Okay, I know that sounded kind of mean, but at nah, the same time, good. like, I don't feel bad for those people who are uh that bold internet haters yeah they're a silly breed huh i fucking guess so but i will say i don't know if do you follow me on instagram yeah so i post those kendama videos uh -huh. and there's like a whole kendama community and i will say that that community is like eerily supportive there you in go. the day of like social media like yeah just the nicest people but Anyway, social media can be positive and yes. negative. You know what I mean? You can find like supportive communities or it can be like hateful. It's, it's both. It's just like real life. Yeah. Whoever you surround yourself <laughs> totally. with. Totally. You're going to be just like that. But uh, back to your music. Yeah. Uh, when did you start like recording music and putting out music, I guess? Like publishing stuff? Yeah. Because yeah, so. when I was looking at your Spotify, uh -huh. it looked like a lot of it was from 2018. Yeah. Your, like, singles and stuff. Yep, I did a lot that year. Um, I was working with a consistent producer at the time. Okay. And In Los Angeles still? Yep. Okay. Yep, that was in Los Angeles, and I was going to put some stuff out in 2019, but I didn't. Yeah. So I'm working on that stuff right now to get um, put out there pretty soon. Well, I've it got... like you did a lot of moving in yeah, I mean, I move all the time, always. I'm very nomadic. I like to be on the road. And yeah. just like modeling and acting and stuff, I go where the gigs are. So, yeah, I move a lot. But um, I found someone I really want to work with in Nashville. So I have plans to put out all that music. It's just taking longer. You know nice. how it goes. Yeah. It takes forever to get stuff recorded and mastered and especially put out there. Especially when you add the money aspect. Yeah, right? Like it's expensive, especially if you're an independent artist. And then like if you want to do it legit, you've got like... yeah. You know, your whole tour after some merch, a premiere party, like blah, blah, blah. So I'm trying to just like take my time 
and put out the best music I can instead of rushing um, and just like working with whoever is available. So I'm yeah. being a little pickier. Um, yeah, but I'm excited. A lot of my friends from here have moved out to Nashville. Yeah. So, I mean. I feel like it's it's somewhere I've place. never visited before, but I obviously I has a really big music scene, right? Yeah, so I'm excited to visit and just, you know, um, co-write some stuff, which I normally don't do. I normally yeah. just write my own. Um, so I'm excited to, you know, play around and see what I can come up with with other people as well. well I know some people out there, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot me their from contacts. From like a wide range of, uh, you know, musical backgrounds, so. I love it all. I'm trying to like get, you know, real musicians on my record and do, yeah. do more like instruments and less buttons. It's yeah. kind of the direction I'm headed. Well, like I said, I play guitar and sing in the backseaters, yeah, for sure. but I love playing the drums. So cool. if you ever need a drummer, I'm always Oh, yeah, dude, that'd be badass. I mean, some. I play with my husband all the time, and he's like a piano player and a guitarist. I mean, honestly, yeah. he it's stupid. He is like a better musician than anyone I know, but he just like doesn't. He does it for fun. You know, he yeah. hasn't been in a band since high school. And now he just like jams on the keys. But he used to play tuba and marching band, like all Damn. this stuff. Yeah, so we play a lot. Is he from here as well? He is actually from Huntley, Illinois, outside of um, Chicago. Okay. Yeah. And uh, does he help you do any writing or it's just um, like sometimes we write together oh, no, so all the stuff i have published lyrically and melodically i wrote myself but we have mm -hmm. a lot of songs right now that we're working on together where he writes um like the piano part and i write the melody and the lyrics which i love i can play piano and i do however i prefer to just sing so i can yeah. just like focus on singing accompanying myself sense. is like not my favorite thing to do yeah like i obviously play when i write songs but i'm like here's the here's the music can you play it and i'll sing it yeah, yeah see yeah. and i'm like because the, then i can move around and dance and like yeah. do my thing you know what i mean like i like to perform when i sing yeah so i don't want to be like you know stuck behind a keyboard forever i totally get that yeah and i used to move around a lot more before I started getting into uh, the pedal game. Oh, yeah, dude. And that kind of keeps me locked into one spot. But I'm kind of the other way around where I do the music and then I can sing. So mm -hmm. that's why I do sing. But really, I like to make ambient noises with the guitar and like go. do effects and stuff to add. Because... Um, douchey as it may sound i like for our shows to be a musical experience and not just oh yeah no like that's not douchey. a blink 182 that's... show that's like play a song tell joke play a song talk play a song you know you what i mean like we try and crowd more and... tie our uh our songs like i i like to do like three songs all tied together and then say something you know yeah for sure um are you currently playing live shows or like do doing sometimes. open mics and stuff yeah Occasionally, I really want to do like a full blown tour with the next album and do it like legit. So is that what you're planning on doing? Yeah. Is like a full length album? Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. That, I'm uh, trying to do 12 songs. Yeah. So I'll put that on record, I guess. It's cool because like <laughs> a few of the people I've been talking to are 
getting more into putting out full-length albums again nobody does it anymore like everyone i've talked to is like do single do single people don't have the attention span to listen to albums from beginning to end like we did when we were little but well it dwindled from like album to ep to singles totally and and i've done an ep in the singles and that's great but i really just want to do like a full album that tells like a whole story and is like a complete chunk and i really love when people do music videos that are like a full-on short film of the just the album from beginning to end like i love 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 when people do that like tovlo did that with one of her albums and it's like cinematography beautiful like oh my god i can't even you'll have to watch it well tom petty did that with uh his video for into the great wide open Uh that has johnny depp in it i love johnny i mean he basically did like a little short film and the original like time of the video was like 19 Uh minutes and so they edited it down edited it yeah down to uh i think it was nine minutes eight or nine minutes and uh his manager was like there there's There's no no way way. they're gonna play this on mtv and he was like well just don't tell them and i guess it was number one on mtv for a while remember when mtv was actually music videos I remember like that. the tail end of it. And then VH1. Mm-hmm. VH1 is the first time I ever heard Stacy's mom. Oh, that's a classic. We actually play that live. There you go. It's, uh, that's fun. It sucks sometimes, though, when you like really nail a cover because <laughs> then people are like, play Stacy's mom. And, and you're like, like, no, I want to play my music. Yeah. <laughs> Be that stoked about one of my songs. For sure. But uh, I was really into Fuse back in the day, okay. back when they did music because they did all the Warped Tour shit. Yep. Oh, all that tour um but anyway back to the full-length album and yeah, telling a story that's the plan are you thinking about doing like a concept album to where you're like kind of talking about the same thing or you're just like a little bit a little yeah. bit a little, a little uh i don't know how much i can say <laughs> just a little bit um yeah so i want to do a full-length album it's definitely going to be different than the music i have out currently yeah. Yeah. It's Which is like kind of like, jazzy, poppy. I, yeah, I don't even know what you would call my current music. It's like... You should definitely look it up on Spotify. Thank you. you type in Madison, <laughs> it comes up real fucking quick. Thank you. Yeah, as long as you get Madison with a T, it's, it's, people get messed up on that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's going to be different. Like okay. less pop influenced. Not that I would really consider my music pop, but it's definitely more like digestible to a pop crowd whereas word goes from yeah dude like what does that even mean anymore you know what i mean everything is pop i mean it's short for popular so i mean you and i mean i don't think fighters pop exactly and i don't think i'm like a popular top 40s kind of gal anyway maybe one day but i kind of doubt it see i think like Miley Cyrus, uh katie perry yeah right artists like that when i think about pop or uh billy eilish I'm not William Eyelash. Yeah, that's what well, my husband calls her. I like Billie Eilish, but um, that's not the type of music that I'm yeah. going to be making. It's definitely going to be like hopefully like a lot of guitars and yeah, maybe a banjo or two or okay, have some. I don't know. I like <laughs> this is going to sound weird, but I kind of have this vision of like having a metal grass band. Okay. Like combining like rock and metal and like bluegrass, but with like a female vocal. I think that'd be tight. And I don't know if that could work or how that's even going, but my next album is definitely like much more personal mm-hmm. and 
and probably a little darker. I mean, my music is always kind of a little dark if you really listen to the lyrics. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's probably more me than yeah. the other music, I would say. As long as you're being honest about it. Yeah, for sure. That's my big thing. It's a little angsty. Like, it's like, you know, like, story of my past. You know? So, it... (laughs) Don't say it like that, because that's all the songs I write. Well, totally, yeah. So, you get it. Like, it's it's, um, a little less bubblegummy. Not that I'm, like, a K-pop girl or anything on that end. But, yeah, it's going to be a new journey in my musical career. That's for sure. Okay. And I really, really, really want to get a band and go on tour with it. That's like the goal is to like have musicians that I tour with because being a solo artist is cool, but it's like kind of lonely up there. Yeah. Like it's fun to have people to play off of and like the energy of a live band is like really hard to replace. And I don't like singing to tracks. It's like it's fun to make music that way sometimes. But as far as performance wise, like I don't want to just like go up there with a CD player and push play and then like sing over my track. Well, and especially, like, if you like dancing and you like jamming, when you have a band, you can kind of just, you know, take it as it goes and you can freestyle some lyrics. Like, I love doing that live. It's fun to riff off of each other. And because I, like, did a lot of jazz acapella, like, I like to collaborate with people in that way and just kind of, like, you know, wing it, which is fun to do when you can't do that on your own or when you're singing to a yeah, when pre-recorded track it's like the same every time so i really like to have it be different place for that totally so i'm still trying to find like the right people to work with my husband would be great but he is like a crazy mountaineer so he has other pursuits that yeah take him away what does he do he does so much he's like me he's all over the place yeah. but um he works in the ski industry and then he also does web development Oh, nice. Yeah, he's like a big backcountry snowboarder, rock Damn. climber, mountaineer, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, so retired longboard really racer. <laughs> yeah. Is what you're saying. He is in really great shape. I miss snowboarding so much. <laughs> it's fun. I snowboard, but I don't like backcountry snowboard, 85 yeah. miles an hour, going off cliffs and stuff. That's I'm more of yeah. a like go on the resort, hit a blue. Yeah. Opre ski. I like a little out, like off the tub. trail powder, but yeah. you really got to know what the fuck you're doing for that. You do. And he has like a lot of avalanche training and like his okay. woofer and stuff like that. So he's he has the education to keep him safe. Nice. Yeah. That's very good. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get him on my next record though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'll see if I can convince him to like have a piano or a guitar moment on there. You could just have him on there he could play the instruments and then if he doesn't want any recognition just put unknown anonymous artist oh he'd want the recognition he just doesn't want the spotlight (laughs) he'd be like give me all the royalties but like you can it can be under your name (laughs) okay so would you do something that would would it be like a band name or would it be like madison card and the and the crew. <laughs> yeah, Madison Card and the High Flying Crew or the Yeah. I don't know yet. That's like on the table. The yeah. Conversation for sure. Yeah. I think Madison I Card in the suits like would be hilarious. Because like, you know, the suits in a deck of cards. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then have like a bunch of people in like, like suits. A bunch of people in suits. Right, double then, meaning. But it'd be like I don't know. There's so <laughs> many like aesthetic there are, things but that you can do with that. I think I'll upload it all under my 
Madison card yeah. on Spotify and all of that. Yeah, as an independent artist. Yeah. Um, but if it I... turned into a band, that would be dope. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would love that. That's like the goal is to go on tour. Are you fam- uh, familiar with Brian Fallon? He used to Brian be in the Fallon. Gaslight Anthem. That sounds familiar. Well, uh, every time he goes on tour, so mm-hmm. he does solo stuff now. But when he goes okay. on tour, he has, he does like Brian Fallon in the Crows, oh, Brian cool. Fallon in the Howling Weather, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. And I think, uh, I don't know, I just love names like that. Me too, Tom they're Petty fun. And the Heartbreakers, yeah. uh, Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds. You know what's really funny is the drummer from the Foo Fighters, uh-huh. um, his like little side project is Taylor Hawkins and the Coattail Riders. That's funny. It's the coattail riders. That's amazing. I mean, and accurate, but that's, that's really funny. Totally right. That's like accurate self awareness. I love that. Okay. That's really funny. But uh, going back to what you're, uh, you know, looking at writing for this mm-hmm. new music. One thing that I go pretty hard on when I talk to younger bands, but also like on the podcast, I've said mm-hmm. this at nauseum is like. I, for me to enjoy your music, I have to believe what you're saying. You know what I mean? If you're taking all these cliche lines from songs that you've heard and like kind of (laughs) smashing them together, or if like I know you and you're talking about this, you know, orchestrated heartbreak, blah, 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 blah. It's like, don't talk about that because you don't know it. You haven't been through it. No one's going to believe you. Yeah, you have to be real in your music. I mean, I think it was lady gaga who said this originally but making music is like doing open heart surgery on yourself or it should be yeah in my opinion i mean that's how you get like the goods it has to be true to you and you can tell in the performance always yeah if they you know feel it and i think there is a disconnect and issue with that right now in modern music because a lot of top 40s people don't write their own songs and it's not their story so of course there's like a disconnect you know what i mean um, totally yeah, so no, I, I definitely agree with you that it has to be real. Otherwise it doesn't really yeah. read. It doesn't come across. You have to like put emotion behind it too, over being like technically perfect, which I feel like I had to overcome for a long time being so like technical and classical and jazz based and all that stuff. Um, kind of finding your own style as a singer, like stylistically yeah. and not just using like proper vowels and stuff like that. Um, kind Bob of the, Dylan, prime dude, example. right? Absolutely. Like, I just feel like I had to learn the rules before I broke them, and now yeah. I'm kind of finding my own stylistic choices, which is fun. And I'm definitely a different singer than I was prior. So, yeah, hopefully that'll come across in the next album, and hopefully I'll be able to make enough fucking money to make it happen. Because you know how it is; like, it's just really expensive. And I do. Know I've talked to labels, <laughs> and I would love to sign with a label in the future. However, I just do a lot of studying and like contract law and like yeah. everything that's going on because it's it's a pretty big decision to make and I want to make sure I'm ready and it's the right choice. So I'm doing everything independent, which as you know, is very expensive. Yeah. Well, one thing that people don't understand about the whole record deal thing <laughs> is you get an advance yeah. for recording and music videos like and all this stuff and it makes it look like you have all this money and then the albums or the singles or whatever... You know, you go on tour and then these bands are like, what the fuck? You're taking all our money. It's like, yep. mm, they're just uh, 
you know, cashing in on their investment. But pretty much, I mean, basically, if they, you know, if you signed like a million dollar deal until you sell a million dollars worth of records, you make zero dollars. So really, it's just an advance. Yeah. Which is fine if you're a smart money person. However, if you're gonna go buy like a bunch of fancy cars and roll around like a pimp and do all the crazy stuff, then like you're gonna be in a sticky situation. So I'm trying to be conscious of all of that and like percentages and 360 deals and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm just trying not to get screwed over or like attacked or like forced into making crappy music that I don't like. So I'm taking the slow route with music for sure. Like acting and modeling can be sketchy as well, but I, I feel think like that I know set my... the foundation for like what people are capable of right. doing and as far as fucking you over. I feel like I know my way around that industry so much more than the music industry and in that like I know how to avoid stuff like that. And in music, I just want to make sure that I'm yeah. ready before I do that kind of stuff. Like nice. sign my life away. But I would love to. Oh, my God. Fucking I dance. I sing. I'm like a little fucking puppet. Like I would be ideal for a, a label. I just want to get paid. And I read the fine print, so I'm not exactly an ideal yeah. candidate. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Well, I uh, I just want to get paid for writing songs. Like yeah. I'd even be cool with uh, you know someone making a soundtrack for a movie or even like writing songs for other people. Dude, you should talk to Jordan. He loves writing like really long dramatic music for yeah. like shows and movies and stuff like that. That's tight. He listens to film scores like all the time. There's one film score that I have like sought out and there's like a there's a bunch of good ones but uh the film score for uh Meet Joe Black with Brad Pitt Is it a good one? Oh my god. It's <laughs> the same guy that did the music for um Wally. Oh, and Wally I think has he an amazing also soundtrack. Did Finding Nemo. Another classic. Um I can't remember his name right now, but yeah, I mean, I'd love to do something that like that, just like watch a movie and just, cause I'm, as far as like melodies, it's very like, I can convey how I feel right. in melodies. Sometimes with lyrics, it's a little bit more difficult because mm-hmm. I want to have it be about my situation, but I also want it to be just vague enough to where somebody can... So it can be applicable to other people's yeah. situations, yeah. I get too specific in my lyrics sometimes. Yeah, which is not yeah. a bad thing. No, it's just like, whoa, like that's really detailed. Yeah. Back off a bit. <laughs> one, uh, one other thing that I had on my mind that I wanted to touch on as far yeah. as like being honest, and you said that this new music is a little bit darker. Yeah. Um, one thing that I've been hammering away at is it's really good to be honest in music, and it's, like, good to have that darker, like, you know, uh, expressing that. Absolutely. I mean, music is an outlet, and, like, I'm grateful that I can just, like, if I'm having a crappy day, I can sit down and write a song and feel better about it. You know what I mean? Like... I think everybody, you know, struggles with like whatever it is, depression, anxiety, you know, life situations, family dynamics, breakups, whatever it may be. But music always makes me feel better. So I hope it makes other people feel better. And it's funny because I'm not like a just like a sad and mopey person all the time. But from my music, you might get a different is like relatability 
and making you feel better. Totally. And like I that's just... That's something that's very overlooked these days. It is overlooked these days. And I just want to be honest because then other people know that like, oh, these are really common feelings and they might suck. But like it's not something they're going through alone or yeah. like is unique to them at all. Like a lot of people in this world are like pretty miserable most of the time. Like like suffering is pretty common, yeah. but we all think we're alone so we don't talk about it, which is like the biggest problem. And I always just yeah, feel better through my, my music. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like an open book and I'll just like, you know, I, I think it's better to be truthful and honest yeah. whether that, you know, ruffles some feathers occasionally, which it does. Well, the thing I wanted to touch on about that yeah. and – you know, some of the people who consistently listen to this podcast uh, know that I've talked about this, but the importance of making people feel better because the beef that I have with a lot of the SoundCloud rap, <laughs> it has really nothing to do with like the melody or how they sing. Like, I don't give a fuck about that. Right. It's about the shit that they're talking about. For sure. And them being so young and, you know, writing songs for impressionable kids and young Oh, yeah, adults. you're going to have young fans and you have to think about that. Yeah, yeah but absolutely. But the thing is, is like, if you listen to a lot of that music, a lot of them say things to the effect of, I'm going to get really high and kill myself. Right. And there's no, like, I was thinking about this and then I started, you know, going up from that. Mm -hmm. It just, like, steady decline and then right. doesn't have, like, a positive resolution. I think which, resolutions are important if you're going to talk, yeah. talk about dark stuff. Well, and Everyone like, loves to complain, but if you don't have a solution, it's not exactly as effective at times. You know? Well, and here's the, like, counterintuitive thing about these people who are talking about they know that they have a drug issue. Mm -hmm. They know they're depressed. They know all these things because they're writing a song about it. Right. So why aren't you fixing it? You know what I mean? Like, it's good to it talk about records. it. Because it sells records. I fucking guess so. But no, yeah, I, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a shadow side of the industry. Like, we build up these artists who are, I'm like, over it. <laughs> very unstable and yeah. emotionally unhealthy and so sad and need a too. break. Very young, impressionable, yeah. all of it. I mean, look at Amy, Amy Winehouse. Like, she's yeah. a perfect example. You know, it's... Juice it, World. It's, I really yeah. liked Juice World. I thought his melodies were great, and he had some good songs. But, again, no resolution. Right. Which... Again, that's the responsibility of being an artist. Yeah. Like, if you're going to put stuff out there, you have to be at least conscious of the fact that it will have an effect and we, you can never tell what the yeah. effect is going to be but as long as your intentions are good i think that's where you start but it's I'm definitely so something i think about yeah i you, have to think about it i mean yeah. if i'm just gonna you know like i'm a swimsuit model which like there's nothing wrong with that but yeah i'm a lot more than that and i don't want like a 14 year old girl to see a picture of me in a bikini and be like oh my god i want to look like that yeah you know what i mean because it's like I'm an adult woman that, like, is very physically active and, like, all these things. But Yeah. But you're not saying, like, this is the standard. If you don't look like this, you're ugly. Right. However, some young, impressionable people will see that regardless of your intention. So that's yeah. why I try and be, like, open and real about, like, other stuff, too, since I do do, like... I guess you could say risque things from time to time, but I try and like balance it out a little bit, <laughs> not just be like wild all the time. Yeah, wilding out. Well, that's uh, 
I mean, I overthink everything and I... I feel you. I strongly believe that one thing that's, uh, you know, making all these younger kids so depressed and anxious and (laughs) whatnot is... uh, Climate change. Is climate change (laughs) and, uh, you know climate change no there's a lot the flat earth but uh the flat earthers don't even get started (laughs) did you know that they have a convention in denver and it's like 200 dollars just to get in yes at the convention center yikes but anyway what i was saying is comparison is the drop of poison oh absolutely bucket that is human beings Mm -hmm. and it's relating to the instagram life right but also, like, before you weren't seeing these people all the time. Like, yeah, you saw, like, billboards and shit like that. Right. But you were constantly Wasn't, flooded with these right. people who are fake, showing their fake lives. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, plastic surgery is, like, ridiculously common. And, like, nepotism and sex work in Hollywood is very common. Like, there's a lot of stuff behind it that people don't see. So, like, when you see stuff like that on Instagram, like, yeah, don't... Don't think anything of it. Like, seriously, everything we see is orchestrated and not real. In one way or another, you know, it's a highlight reel, which I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but you have to be conscious of the fact that, like, everybody has a bad day. How do you get the money for that fucking blogging camera? Dude, and that's the thing is, like, I have no judgments against what people do with their own lives, right? Let me just start by saying that. However, it's really, 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 really common to do like sex work and stuff like that to make these dreams come true out there and that's just like not a part of my journey and I just don't have that to offer at all so it's like interesting being in an industry where that's common because then if you're like a young woman that's like expected of you you know what I mean like in a way like I've been very lucky with my interactions like I I by no means have had all negatives in my industry I've had a lot of positives I love 99% of the people I work with however just that culture and just like people like young people thinking it's super normal to like bone your way to the top, which is no. a, honestly an avenue that you can take. But like, That's how do you, you feel do. when you go home after? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like how are you as a person? And most of the time when that's happening, I feel like it's people who are already hurting and yeah. making decisions based out of trauma and like, you know, irrational well, and thinking people and stuff like that. don't have that such as yourself want to make a career based on merit based on honest music artistic modeling shit like that as opposed to i just want to be rich and famous yeah i know how i'm gonna get there totally and you can get there that way you can and people do it and some of them are happy bless your soul if that makes you happy and you know you're empowered by that that's awesome but for me personally as an individual i would feel so much more empowered knowing that like my voice got me my musical career um and it's it's a it's a sticky topic i'm totally gonna get hate for even bringing up sex work in hollywood because then you're like a hater and i'm i don't mean to judge people because you know people can make whatever decisions with their body that they want to make it's just the culture for young people is what i think is unsafe i would just like to say for anybody who wants to hate on (laughs) what madison just said uh, she said three fucking times that yeah. she's not judging. That's just not the decision she made. 
It's kind of like people smoking meth. You want to smoke meth? More do power it. to you. Personally, <laughs> I'm not going to. I just don't want to do that. Yeah, no, I just I don't want to even have to think about that kind of stuff when yeah. I'm making music, and that's why I post videos of me like in my pajamas with my glasses on, no makeup, singing at the piano because because I'm a model, I get sexualized 24/7, which is fine. It doesn't bother me. I don't think it's inherently a bad thing. However, when I'm singing, I don't want you to be like, oh, you're so sexy. I'm like, I am not by any means trying to be attractive right now. I'm yeah, just that's singing great. a Can song. Can we talk about the music? Right, exactly. And yeah. I really am having, not, I mean, not difficulty, but it's it's been an interesting path between focusing on modeling and music and really making music more of what I'm trying to go for in the future. Yeah. Because when you're a model, that's like what people see. They're like, oh, you're you're a pretty face. You're a glorified coat rack. That's great. Which there's nothing bad about being a model. Like, I'm not trying to hate on that either. Yeah. However, it's hard to transition from being like just a model to being someone with like, now I'm sounding like people who model don't have talent. I'm being such a dick. No, well, like the, the actual talent is... behind me. Like I act and I sing and I make stuff and I like have a lot more to offer than like my face and yeah. the fact that I'm 5'8 and slender. You know what I mean? So it's an interesting journey to now like be trying to be taken seriously as a musician. Because mm -hmm. like people are like, oh, you're just a model. Like you're not a real musician. You don't actually sing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So no, it's, it's, I, I totally it's curious. Curious. It's it's very curious. Yeah. Well, I don't think you should worry about it because, like you said, um, and you know, if people have questions, just refer them to this podcast. But <laughs> yeah. like you said, you've been singing a lot longer than you've been modeling. Oh yeah, and so modeling you was like an are accident. A musician that did a little bit of modeling. You're I'm not a musician a model who, who was like, like oh, I, I can model I can and sing. get my way in here. You yeah. know what I mean? It was supposed to be a stepping stone. Yeah. Like, I'll start modeling and then I'll act and then I'll sing. But now I'm like stuck on the modeling stepping stone. I did it too good, man. I can't <laughs> stop. It's like really, it's not a bad thing to get modeling no, gigs. It I, pays my bills. But sometimes I'm like, damn it, I want music gigs, yeah. not modeling gigs. Makes Modeling's sense. great, but it's like, I've been doing it for like seven years now. And, yeah. um, it can get a little boring sometimes. I bet. I, yeah. I can totally And there's like that. obviously, you know, a stereotype of models and like the people I work with and it's 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 entertaining. See the weird thing that. is I I don't think very far past the picture cuz yeah. I get it as an art thing. No, that's great. You shouldn't even it's just the art, it's the picture, it's fabulous. Well, the steps to get there yeah. are like so not as glamorous as people think. Well, I don't see like you know, like the modeling that you've done or that other people have done, and I don't go, oh, so that's what she's like in real life. She does that. No, it's she like, doesn't it's have a brain. Art, just like how, you know, you have some modeling where, uh, you know, you look like Marilyn Monroe, and then thank you. You know, a bunch of different aspects mm -hmm. is it's it's an artistic thing, and Absolutely. I feel like people should appreciate it for that instead of trying to assume the worst about it you know what i mean yeah because i mean even if you did it doesn't matter what kind of modeling people are going to try and put together oh, a story and it's just like just appreciate it for what it is totally i mean i could be in a turtleneck and still get sexualized the way i do in a swimsuit it really doesn't yeah. matter what you're wearing there will be creeps everywhere you go but sure. i really do just take it as like a comical thing and try and be lighthearted about it because then it doesn't yeah. bother me because it's like very common <laughs> 
Yeah. And I <laughs> And I'm like a married person. Yeah. So it's like really interesting. Clearly married. It's not like you know, it's not like you don't show that aspect. It's I like, try and show it on purpose actually and yeah. people really don't catch the hint. But I mean I've had my wife on this podcast, so there you I've, go. I've put You've it out put there. Put her out there. Yeah, it's a very I mean I want people to know well yeah it's exciting like when you love your partner it's not something you want to like hide yeah not at all yeah i know uh, sometimes i even get my husband to model with me which is hilarious because he is not i could never a hollywood person even a little bit that's why i love him so much because he's not people are always like why don't you date a male model and i'm like ah because i don't want that he's a very very honest dude i don't know him but you can just tell by his good people man and your interaction Uh is like honest it's not like he's made me a better person i'm good looking right like you knew me back when i was like a little crazy and I'm, I've been a little crazy for a while, but he has genuinely made me so much happier and more calm and, like, just a better person in general. Well, and, I mean, maybe that's one of the reasons why I don't think too far past, like, the different, you know, artistic photo shoots that you do is because mm-hmm. I knew you back in the day and <laughs> interacted with you back then. And right. it's like, I understand that you are just an artist <laughs> who's expressing yourself yeah, in absolutely. all these different well you're an artist as well though so of course you get it i feel yeah. like all artists understand me it's people who don't have like an artistic side in their brain that are like what do you do for a living i'm like that's such a heavy conversation like yeah. so many different things whatever i, I have say to do musician first because then they're like i don't know what well, to so say that first. bills and i go no i'm actually an automotive detailer right for McDonald's automotive. Yeah, it's like, what do you what do you say to that question? Because, like, I guess technically, yeah, I'm a model and an actress. But also, like, I dance here and there. I make jewelry. I sing. I'd love to do music full-time. I'm just not there yet. The answer is, what are you, writing a fucking book? Dude, right? And also, like, I'm 25. Like, I, I've got some time, I think, to yeah. figure it out. Well, definitely nowadays because people aren't dying at 50. But also... Luckily... <laughs> I mean, if you do research, there's people who have gotten record deals at 28, 34. Oh, totally. I think music is ageless. It's really the modeling industry that has like a thing about age, but I'm already past that. So, I mean, it's (laughs) if you Google what's Madison Card's age, it says 18 to 24. 18 to 24? Mm -hmm. It doesn't say like... I'm in age range because I'm a model. I'm not even in that range anymore, but that's my age. Do you have a page? Um, do I have a way? I don't know. I might. You can like find me all over. Like if you Google yeah. me, that's like a fun. Oh, it's a very fun like if you <laughs> type in even. I think if you just type in Madison with a T, like you're the that's first it. thing that comes up on YouTube, Sick. Spotify. Um, that's good to know. I've been doing it for a I long time. I can't Google man. myself just because Jake Cook is such a fucking common name, that's and there's fair. like a male. Porn star. Oh, that's great. That's a Jake Cook. There's a race car driver. Oh, I've had people make like fake porn pages with my name and stuff. They have, there's like a, they might still be a fake YouTube. Well, I I don't know. I didn't go looking for it, but I did see like a couple different YouTube pages with your name on it. There are a few. Yeah. Mm hmm. Fucking You know, like the fake accounts and stuff like that. Yeah. People do that. Isn't that strange? 
Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. And no like, one's done it for I'm me not yet. important oh. enough of a person to have someone make like a fake porn page for me. Like what? I think you know that's what I mean? like, it's like what is what is that? If I had to guess, it's wishful thinking. Ew, They're like, maybe. maybe if I make the page for her, she will do. I this. mean, a lot of people think if I do you porn. Build it, I get that question a lot. Why do you think? I have is? no idea because I model, but like every model in the world ends up shooting in skimpy clothing. That's kind of just the fashion industry. Do you think it it's might a have pretty to do... big leap to yeah. go to porn from modeling, in my opinion? Well, it seems like it goes modeling, OnlyFans, porn. I guess, but I don't even. I've never even seen an OnlyFans. I have a Patreon, but that's just yeah. for like uncensored work. It's not pornographic. Yeah. Well, I mean. Only fans. Only is that fans like, is like is that like nude photography or is it like like I don't know what these things these kids do are. <laughs> I get friend I get a lot of friend requests from like a bunch of random people okay. and I usually don't accept them on Facebook if it's like one mutual friend. Right. And I don't even know that person, but like sometimes one will slip through the cracks and I'll be just looking at face Facebook stories and it'll be like uh discount on my videos on OnlyFans and it's like oh fuck oh is you. it like adorable little like snapchat videos that like people send but like I think it's a like website porn. for homemade porn oh yeah i think well, that's what it is and probably why people go oh she has patreon she probably does this too which is fair but patreon you can like get like cheap guitar lessons on there oh there's you so can, much like, like there's so much stuff on there i want to make a patreon for the podcast and up. Yeah, yeah no patreon is like a really cool platform to like get artists support, paid yeah yeah and i really like it because i don't have to censor my work you know yeah. and like i do shoot nude pretty regularly but it's never like a sexual Same. thing um did you say you shoot nude too love it like with a guitar, just you and a guitar. Yep. It's a good. It's a that's, good mood right there. That's what I do. There you go. Like, they put makeup over my tattoos, and I put a swimming cap on, so <laughs> I can't be recognized. I'm a totally different person. You're funny. Uh, I've actually had my tattoos covered on set many times. Fucking bullshit. It's crazy, huh? It it's very crazy. Dude, what people Thankfully, can do with makeup is impressive. To... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean. Speaking of Wiz Khalifa, watching yeah, that movie, yeah. I think it was just called High School, right? With I think so. Snoop Dogg. Uh-huh. They covered all of his tattoos for the first half of that movie. Which is crazy because he has so many tattoos. Oh, yeah. As he says, inked up from his feet up. Dude, for real, like up his neck and everything. Like, I really want more tattoos, but I don't know if I'll ever do my neck. I mean, I have the back of my neck yeah. done, but like I'll definitely do my neck eventually. Like, I once so. I yeah, get my hands. Yeah, you have more tattoos than me, which is like pretty like tough to do. Yeah. I'm pretty tattooed. Well, I got my arms, my legs, and then like scattered pieces here and there, but I'll definitely eventually do my neck. And then, like, if I do something on my face, Mm. it won't like really be on my face. Like, Like I want it to be like something that maybe comes out of my hairline. Ear tattoos are really cool when they are like behind your ear and like shoot out. I I wouldn't mind. People always ask me, like, did you get that behind? your ear because you can see it through your gauge and it's like no i actually had these before Before you gauged your ears yeah it's just like a happy coincidence yeah i used to have gauges back in the day they took them out it doesn't seem like many people have gauges that much anymore i just like 
you know, was stretching them and stretched them too far too quick, and I blew them out, and then they healed up okay, which I'm very, very lucky that they healed up normal because, like, that's unheard of. But I was only – I was going from, like, a zero to a double zero, so I had, like, you know – Smallish gauges, the yeah. lip piercings, the whole thing. I had my lip pierced. Yeah, the modeling industry has definitely nose. made me a little bit more boring because yeah. I have to be for work. But I still have my septum pierced. That's like the one that I held on to. I used to have so many. Well, and you have the ring that you can flip, flip it up. up. Yeah, I hide it all the time. Yeah, I have to. It's stupid. So, as far as all your different ventures, yeah, if you had to give <laughs> one, I mean. Not just one, but like if you had to give advice to somebody as far as like music goes and then as far as like modeling and acting goes, mm. like what major piece of pieces of advice would you give to somebody who's an aspiring model or aspiring musician? Because like yeah. my advice is going to be coming from like a place of a rock band right. and doing that whole thing. But yours is... You know, just from like (laughs) the only thing I can say, like, especially after talking to you and getting to know you and like talking about all these things is like you could have all these titles, but you're really just an artist. Yeah, pretty much. And like I come from an artist like my mom's an oil painter and a hair. She used to do hair. So like. I, I just, if it's creative, I do it. And if not, then I'm really bad at it, to be yeah. honest with you. Like, I just have an imbalance in my brain of creativity. Like, I'm not very good at, like, logical stuff. Like, this is just what I do. But as far as giving advice to those different arenas with modeling, my advice would probably be don't do it. Um, I don't think your average person can handle the modeling industry. It's really, really mean and really harsh. And unless you have a very strong sense of self, it's super destructive and dangerous. I don't think it's, uh, I would not recommend it to people. I can handle it, but I have really tough skin and like. A sturdy foundation. uh, Yeah. And like I can have an agent like tell me I'm fat and I won't think I'm fat. You know what I mean? Or I can have people say that like they don't like my face for this particular gig and not take it personally because it's like. These people aren't trying to be dicks. It's just kind of a part of the history of the industry, and I don't agree with it, but it is, like, very prevalent. Madison's going to start a podcast called (laughs) Don't Be a Model. Don't Be a Model. Yeah, and it's just, like, so popular now, too, and I started modeling before, like, Well, that's because everybody can be a model now. Right, exactly. So it's, like... The word model doesn't even mean anything anymore. Like if you have a boyfriend with a camera and you take pictures for Instagram, all of a sudden you're a model. iPhones shooting. Right. Like I was doing like (laughs) stupid runway shows that were like 12 hours a day of like, you know, like blood, sweat and tears and like commercial acting and working my way up. And now you just like post on Instagram. It's a different world. But so for modeling, I would say don't Don't get wrapped up in it unless it's like really, you're really passionate about it. And you're just... You know that you're going to receive criticism, no's, all that kind of stuff every day. And you have to be unaffected by it. And you just have to understand that we all hear the same stuff and none of it's true. But, like, you're going to hear it eventually. So, yeah, don't be a model. As far as acting goes, I would say move to Los Angeles or New York. Like, you have to be where the auditions are. And I struggle with that because... I love living in nature. I hate living in the city, and Los Angeles is disgusting. It's filthy. No it's smelly. It's Los dirty. Angeles, no, no, no. Like the people are great. The food is amazing. The industry is booming. 
the city itself is disgusting. And if you've yeah. never visited Los Angeles, you just visit and you'll agree with me. There's mounds of trash everywhere. It's toxic. There's people ODing on heroin outside of huge events where like celebrities are eating like $10,000 meals, like the juxtaposition of like the it's homeless culture. It's not as culture. beautiful as they portray No, it. like, it's especially, not. It's uh, overpopulated. It's not under control. It's very yeah. unsafe. I mean, it's <laughs> it's not super unsafe to c- compared to most places, yeah. but it's... But like Beverly Hills... It's not that glamorous. It's a bunch of white buildings. Yeah. It's very romanticized, which is not yes. a bad thing. But like the history of Hollywood is really cool, and I definitely still work in that industry. But it's a total catfish. Yeah, LA is disgusting. So if you really want to be an actor, you like need to like live in a place that's disgusting, knowing it's disgusting, and just like stick it out for as long as you can. And I did Put that your for head a while. Down and work. Yeah, exactly. And I did that, and I got the connections, and I'm still gonna have to do that in the future. Um, but yeah, with acting, I would say just keep auditioning. Just audition as much as you possibly can. Probably get an agent. I yeah. really like having an agency for acting. And then music-wise, I'll take your advice, man. Like, uh, <laughs> my only advice with music is just, like, make the kind of music that you want to make and don't get too caught up in, like, defining a genre because I don't really think genres exist anymore. Like, it just kind of seems like everything is kind of blending lines and... Yeah. Um, People always ask me, like, what kind of genre do you play? And I'm like, it depends on the day. Depends on my mood. Depends on the song. Like, I really like to have creative freedom with music. And I feel like when I'm like, okay, I'm a pop star, then that's, like, a really limiting thing to define yourself as. So I guess with music, I would say, like, don't be afraid to be different and, like, experiment because nobody needs another top 40s artist that sounds exactly like Camilla Cabello or Dua Lipa or whatever. And they're not bad singers. It just all sounds the same to me. Yeah, I don't know those names. Because they're top 40s girls. If you heard the songs, I'm sure you'd... You know that one song, Havana? You know what I'm saying? Unana, that one. No, I was... That's probably uh, a good thing. Have you heard of the band Camino? Yeah. So me... My wife and her two sisters went to go see them at the Gothic last year. And the song came on that was by, I think her name's Lizzo. Lizzo, yeah, yeah. And She's new. Everybody in the whole building knew every single word, <laughs> and I was just standing there going. The like turns out I'm a hundred percent that bitch. That one. Fucking couldn't Even tell when you. I'm crying crazy. But I, I like would Lizzo say the too. only like genre like is hardcore, like. Try prying that That's from fair. hardcore bands. But here's the thing is, like, the music that we grew up listening to is, like, a dying scene. Like, I would love to be in an alt-rock band. But alt-rock doesn't mean that anymore. Like, alternative music is pop music now. And I'm yeah. like, that's not alternative at all. Like, I want to go well, back like to 2009. Indie, indie comes straight from, like, independent but music. But what does that even mean? You know what I mean? But now indie is, like... Like Coffee the shop music? I don't know. And... My little brother hates the Lumineers. Can I just tell you? Really? He's he's twelve, so he's like yeah. kind of getting a little angsty, and he's like, "Oh, this is so overplayed. They just play the Lumineers. Lumineers this, Lumineers that." I'm like, "I like the Lumineers." He's like, "If they I hear that song one more stories. time." <laughs> but I totally they do tell good it. stories. <laughs> and see, that's the thing is like I'm never in a place where I hear the radio very often so if it comes on every now and then and i hear a song i like it's just a song i like it's not top 40 whatever blah 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 blah, blah. it's just like i heard this and i like it Uh, as opposed to like someone who has to drive around all day or work in a place where the radio is when you hear the same fucking song yeah Mm -hmm. yeah 
But uh, yeah, honesty is the best policy when it comes yeah. to music because like people, whether they're conscious about it or not, mm-hmm. people can sense bullshit. Oh, absolutely. And like some people just like, uh, you know, background music while they're getting fucked up, i.e. a lot of the top 40 mm-hmm. music because these melodies that the people write for these pop stars are very constructed and like They're i know so if simple. i do this chord progression it does this and the it's brain it's kind and of manipulative lyrics, honestly yeah. they're like i'm gonna build you up and then i'm gonna drop the bass it's like it's a formula that they follow because they know it works which is fine and it's yeah. smart business really but it's it's frustrating to hear only one type of music being in the spotlight, yeah. especially growing up in Denver and like listening to completely different stuff in such a wide range of different styles. I would like to see more new artists with more unique sounds. That's why I actually do like Billie Eilish because I know she's pop, but at least she's doing something different. Yeah. And now I feel like other people are going to copy her and that's going to be a whole new genre. I could see that. Yeah. That's why I am alone in this world. Of, with William Eyelash? No. I, mm. I'm not a huge fan. It does nothing for me. That doesn't that's mean fair. she's a bad artist. It it's just not for means everybody. it doesn't fucking hit the pleasure center. But see, that's like like we were talking about earlier. That's people's opinions on yeah. music. But they the vary thing is, so much. I love Oasis. Okay. And I have yet to meet somebody else who. Also loves who I just meet a lot of people who go, oh, fuck them. And I go, have you heard anything past Wonderwall? And they go, well, no, but of fuck them not. for Wonderwall. I and didn't like, look any farther than Wonderwall. Wonderwall is this tiny percent of their catalog. The rest of it yeah. is like high voltage. I feel like Wonderwall is like every 13-year-old boy who just learned how to play guitar and has a crush on a girl at school. You know what I mean? It's the way I once it. had a boy sing Miss You by Blink-182 to me in our music class in fourth grade. That's pretty tight. Yeah. It was really awkward at the time. <laughs> yeah, it'd be awkward in front of like a it was Yeah, it was like, thank you, but fuck you. Like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Um, it was really sweet, but I was like nine. Oh, okay. But yeah, I, after that, I was like, oh, Blink-182 is the shit. My boyfriend over here sang it to me. We're not Damn. actually dating, but like we looked at each other at lunch today. It was pretty intense. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how do we get onto that? What are we talking about? That's a great question that I probably don't have the answer to. Honesty in music. Yeah. My honesty advice music. Yes. with music is be honest in your lyrics and write your own stuff because then it's your story. Yep. You'll be better at portraying your story than something else. And you'll feel better about yeah. it. You'll be okay with yeah. singing this song. Show the world times. who you are, even yeah. if it's a scary side. Yep. People will love it. <laughs> That's true. So, as far as plans for the future, yeah. writing new music. Yep. I write music like styles. so, so often. There's so much music that will never see the light of day. I Do just... you record demos like GarageBand or yeah, something like that? I have so many like unfinished songs that are just like in my Same. hard drive just chilling. But Mine are a lot of instrumentals mm-hmm. that it's like, I don't know how to write lyrics for this yet, but I'm not going to trash it. We should it talk because I'm the opposite. Like I'm always like in the lyric zone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got well, a fucking gang I used to shit. date a slam poet, so I'm just very lyrically profound now. I'm totally fucking around. I did actually date a slam poet, but that's not why I like to write lyrics. 
All right. Well, you know what? Whatever gets you to this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just, I don't know. Lyrics are always coming through me, and sometimes they come in with melodies as well. Sometimes they're just words. Sometimes a whole song will come to me, and I'll finish it in 10 minutes. Like, it really just depends. But I have a bunch of, like, you know, verses and choruses that are just little chunks. Notes in an iPhone. Uh Uh-huh. Mine are, like, it's easier for me to do it, like, puzzle pieces. Like, if I write without a melody in mind but i think of like these words that rhyme that tell a story and do all this i'll write it all down and then i'll kind of you know take the instrumental and piece it it together together. yeah for sure sometimes i just have a hard time with it yeah Um, i really go back and forth on my writing style just don't i that's a piece of advice i would give don't force it. You can't. Like when creative energy comes, it comes. And when it doesn't, it's not there. Like you kind of just have to be willing to make music when the inspiration hits. And sometimes yeah. I'm on a long drive and I have to do it in my voice memo. Sometimes I'm doing something else and I write it on a napkin. You know what I mean? Like it mm-hmm. just kind of comes when it comes. Yeah. Totally. And you can't rush it. And it's just, it's a little frustrating, the creative process, especially when you start to like get fans and they're like, more music, more music. And I'm like, money, time, creative yeah. energy. Like I'm, I'm working as fast as I can. And that's obviously not that fast. Yeah. Well, that's a positive aspect of you having your hands in so many different yeah. industries is you can be like, you know, while I'm writing the music, here's some other artistic ventures totally and those artistic ventures fund the next so yeah yeah so do you have anything in the works that people can expect soon or is it all just i don't have any like release dates like this year we'll definitely see some music okay i don't have any official dates yeah yet that makes sense yeah and you're still doing like modeling and all that stuff. Oh yeah, dude. I can't get away from it. Yeah. Modeling, acting. I'm trying to put more energy into my jewelry company as well. Um, I've been making jewelry for a long time, but just yeah. kinda off and on. Um, so yeah, I'll probably put out a collection this year as well. And do you post that stuff on your regular Instagram or do I you have, have a jewelry any- page, so it's Madison Card Creations. Okay. Everything's Madison Card, but that one is a little bit separate for just jewelry. So just type in Madison card and just yeah, yeah, hit yeah. follow on. I have merch. You can. I have like hats and shit, you know, the whole That's thing. I'm a tight. brand bitch. Just kidding. Aren't we all? <laughs> no, I'm not. But like, I guess brand. I kind of am. It's branding. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing. It's always been that way. It's it just has. more so about the brand now totally. as opposed to the art. And it's more talked about. Art. And yeah. like, people are aware of it because of Instagram and all that shit. Very much so. Yeah. But, so, uh, yeah, that's that's the music plans this year. Nice. Mm-hmm. I would love to t- put out some um, acoustic versions of my current music as well. Yeah. Yeah, I want to do some, like, live sessions well. on YouTube. I would really like to do that this year. Yeah. Yeah. I really, like, one of my dreams is to go to the, like, do an audio tree session. Yeah. or something yeah. or like the pace studios something like that i, I think would love be to dope. do that as well um so tell me about this song that we're gonna play at the end of the podcast oh, yeah, it's yeah. wake me oh uh, wake right? up wake up that's yeah right. so i would say it's probably my most popular song okay yeah i think it said like five thousand streams or something yeah like that. something like that on spotify yeah yeah, so it's like a little spacey. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a good example of how like my lyrics have different meanings than most songs. So if you like actually listen to the words, yeah, there's there's some stuff in there. 
there's, there's some alien content in there. There's some contrast between yeah. the music that's being played and some For of sure. the lyrics. For sure. I like to, which is cool. you know, like subliminally plant some seeds here and there. I'm like a very like spiritual conscious person, I like yeah. to think. So that's definitely in my lyrics. And I don't think it's like that in your face. But if you really listen, you'll pick up on some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. If you're looking for it, you can find it. Yeah, some for gems. sure. Totally. So this is uh, the one that people like the most. It's a little different than what I'm putting out next, but it's still fun. But it'll show people what you're capable of. <laughs> yeah. Get them excited for the next uh, next phase of Madison Card music. Yeah. Also, I'd just like to put this out there just so everybody knows because I think it's incredibly important and cool mm-hmm. your conservation uh efforts i would Thank just like you. to say that people <laughs> if you follow her on instagram you have like a bunch of cool shit about like what you can do um with old plastic bottles like i watched the thing about how you fill them and then you can like build a brick wall oh, out of eco them. bricks man they're so yeah. cool yeah i'm like a total nerd about yeah. like i was actually telling my wife about the refillable soap thing I was oh like, yeah, yeah i'm oh so my glad God, you did you saw know that. you can go to this place and refill your you know refillable soap right. thing and she was like she told me that there's another place you can go that has like refillable, I think it's like refillable lotion or something. It's becoming more and more popular. And I think it's awesome. I'm so glad you think it's awesome because like I never know how that kind of stuff is going to resonate with my followers because it's like not art related. I try not to be preachy and that's my thing. I just want to offer up like resources because people assume it's like really difficult to change your lifestyle, right? It's like going to be more expensive or it's going to be inconvenient, but the demand is there. So it's a lot easier. And like there are other options for, like you said, like refillable containers, just, you know, using other materials besides plastic. Like I don't think plastic is evil by any means. I just think it's really stupid to use a material that literally lasts forever on single use purposes. It's just changing up. Yeah, totally. And it's, it's just changing up your mindset. Like literally every single piece of plastic that's ever been created in humans history has never, ever gone anywhere. When you throw stuff away, there is yeah. no way. You know what I mean? So, like, what plastic was invented in, like, the late 60s, early 70s? Like, that's been a long time. Well, now there's a fucking island that's made up of trash. Yeah. In and the it's, ocean that's Exactly, not but we down. can't see it, so it's, like, out of sight, out of mind. So I really do try and use my platform to, like, yeah. showcase ways to minimize your plastic and just, like, start the conversation. Because it's not an easy problem to solve because obviously there's like an industry behind it and it's the company's waste that we as consumers are having to deal with and it's just so easy to just be you know filling your car up with gas and then go oh i'm thirsty i'm just gonna go in and get a water bottle and nobody really thinks about it because it's just convenient right so it's just starting the conversation and not even necessarily changing your habits like you can still go get a coca-cola in a plastic bottle just save the bottle and use it for something else instead of throwing it away right away well you know it's those small steps yeah well and that's the great thing about the way that you're doing it that i think will resonate with people is you're not telling people that they're pieces of shit for (laughs) using plastic you're just like it's unavoidable. Like even yeah. myself as like a zero waste advocate, I'm not 100% zero waste. It's yeah. honestly really, really difficult to be that way in this world, but it's not difficult to like educate yourself, make changes where you can and continue forward with that in mind. 
Yeah. You know, and like I still get stuff that has plastic packaging. It's unavoidable, but I don't just throw the plastic packaging in the trash can. You yeah. know, I take the time to break it down and put it into a bottle that I'm going to use later on to make stuff. And that's definitely time and effort and it's kind of difficult and it's kind of frustrating. But that's like, am I really going to trade, you know, 10 minutes of like maybe a little bit of frustrating work for like the one planet that we all have? You know what I mean? Like if yeah. everyone just put in like a little bit more effort, there are a lot of big changes that could happen. Definitely. I try and stay positive about it because like the world is kind of a scary place right now. <laughs> so I try and offer solutions like we yeah. were talking about earlier instead of just being like the world sucks and there's no hope. Yeah. It's like you could do this thing. Well, positivity, no matter what you think, it's infectious. Like, Yay, if you're I'm a positive you think so. person, people will gravitate towards that. I try so. and be positive. I'm not always. Yeah. I'm not perfect by any means. But like I said, it's a process. Same. But people also love that you're not positive all the time. I'm not going to be a fake positive like, Polly. Like, everything's great. That's a little suspect. Like, yeah, totally. Like, what life, are you taking? Life sucks sometimes, and that's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Life sucks Feel for it, everybody. Process it. Get over it. Yeah, move on. You know, it. like that's really harsh, but like you gotta flow yeah. through it. You can't get stagnant in your energy. You just have to keep going. Well, you are literally and metaphorically planting seeds yes. in the public's mind. Thank so, you for saying that. Can um, I just tell you my cilantro that I just planted is is coming up. Your cilantro. Yeah, I saw some new little green sprouts cilantro. today, and I got really excited. That crazy gene that i mean it's you've heard about it right the, the gene cilantro that, thing yeah don't it, some people think it tastes like soap yeah uh, they think it tastes like a bunch of different shit but it's just it's so weird that is can be used as an analogy for music for oh all absolutely kinds of shit. absolutely we're all different just love and we difference. perceive everything differently too like we've all had different like upbringings and yeah locations and, and that's why factors. you can't compare your life to somebody else's because oh, totally. they've not they haven't like gone to the same school lived right. the exact same day worked the exact mm -hmm. same jobs it's literally impossible to compare your life to somebody else's and yet we're living in the age of comparison which is why everyone's so miserable the grass is always greener right and if you follow madison card on instagram <laughs> you will see just how green that grass oh is oh my goodness because I, I water it regularly <laughs> it is not astroturf people no way not real like plants in my house yeah none of those fake no plants. astroturf uh-uh awesome well thank you so much for uh, sitting down and having a conversation yeah for sure uh i feel like i could probably ramble on for hours and hours oh yeah dude that's how podcasts are we just yeah. keep going and going but uh when you're ready to release some music or anything you want to tell people about you're more than welcome to come back on the podcast thank so. you yeah i'll hit you up awesome we'll tell the people what's happening once i know what's happening hell yeah Pew. I'm it's just okay in the recording process. Happening. It is. It is. I mean, like, I know what songs are going on yeah. with the album, but that's about all I know. Well, I think yeah. that is a good start. And Yeah, uh, you kind of have to start with the music for the album. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> yep. That is uh, the it's best a good place starting to start point. is at the beginning. Yes. <laughs> so this is... Uh, this has been episode number 42 of the Don't Start a Band podcast with Madison Card. And the song you're going to hear that is going to uh, 
pique your interest and keep you holding on for that next release is Wake Up. Yep, that's the one. Awesome. For some reason, I kept thinking Wake Me. but That could work. I'm not picky. <laughs> <laughs> this is Wake Up by Madison Card. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me.